It's a cold spring night in Waterdeep as the camera swoops across the water, dodging dock workers coming off their late shift looking for a warm fire and a cold mug of ale. The breath of the collected masses flows around them as they walk through ghostly clouds of vapor that rise from the sewers below, collecting up into the air beyond the magically lit streets of Waterdeep. The camera zooms down over the shoulder of a shivering worker, through an open door, into a cramped, dimly lit speakeasy. A tiefling with red skin and a wicked smile stands tall behind the bar, polishing an endlessly dirty glass. The camera moves past them through the hidden door behind them, leading down a cramped spiral staircase into a cellar larger than the room above. The air here is cold and damp and smells of mold. It is mostly dark save for the small corner behind empty kegs and shelves of dusty peanuts. A single brass lantern hangs over a polished wooden table, nicer than anything else in this ramshackle building. Seated around the table are four figures, vastly different in stature and garb, all clutching five cards in their hands. In front of each player is a pile of gold and silver, the sizes of these piles vary greatly. The smallest pile lies in front of a tabaxi, orange and black, wearing an enormous feathered cap and leather armor. He nervously thumbs the rapier on his hip, a clear tell, and tosses the cards down in disgust. Eh, hey, yeah, I think I'm gonna fold. This hand's uh, a little too rich for my blood. The camera pans around to a half-orc with mottled green skin, wearing a simple brown vest and breeches. With a belch, he pushes the cards towards the middle of the table, leaning back and picking his teeth with yellowed nail. I am out, lads. Straight oh. <laughs> out, the old lady back home wouldn't be too happy if I kept going. I'm out too, actually. Actually, I might be out too. Okay, goodbye. The camera pans around <laughs> to a third figure, clad in white and purple robes that conceal their body, as well as the stool that they're sitting on entirely. Their head emerges from the folds of this fabric, a slim elf-like visage with enormous black eyes, dotted with tiny lights like a clear night sky. Their ears extend out further than any elf you've seen before, and their face is covered in a striking tattoo made up of symbols the viewers don't even recognize. In a calm voice, they turn slowly to the final member of their party. Let it falls to you, my gracious host. <laughs> Will you continue along in our game or fold like our compatriots? <laughs> I didn't know Marvin the Martian was in this! I watched Galaxy Quest last night. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the one. So the camera pans slowly, partially <laughs> obscured by a sudden burst of smoke from just off screen. We see a figure cloaked in shadow. Even though they're inside, they're still wearing a fedora and trench coat. As they take a long drag from their cigarette, the tip lights up the familiar face of a tiefling making a decision. Well, what is your decision, detective? A hand reaches out from the darkness to snuff out the smoke on the table. The other hand pushes all of their gold forward into the center. Alan. So it cuts to black and, you know, we hear the detective redemption, colon, PI, dash, the water deep files. And there's a line and then it says like chapter uh, 56, the tale of the torrid tabletop. Ooh. I love how long and unwieldy these titles always are. It's so good. They're very, they're very it's a successful show. Mystery radio show. Oh hell! Yeah. Can I can I tell you something? The titles always come first. <laughs> so we cut back to the table where regular viewers recognize Redemption's bi-weekly mm. three dragon anti game. 
where bi-weekly means every other week as opposed to twice weekly in this situation. <laughs> Maybe the worst part of the English language. Um, I don't, however, for my uh, brand, I don't think that I can say bi is a bad part of the English language. <laughs> <laughs> but are you attracted to your gender and other genders or like it one every other, <laughs> like, every other week? <laughs> <laughs> You're like a, the oh. worst kind of werewolf that is only straight, like on the full moon. I love oh. the idea of oh like God. this bi person walking down the street. They've got like an undercut. They're wearing like a tank top. And then they look up and they're like, oh no, it's a full moon. And suddenly like a Lacoste polo starts growing out of their skin. And like they just get like a crew cut out of nowhere. And they're like, oh, I really like the office. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, so regular viewers recognize this game. However, the fourth member is usually Lady Ivory, Scourge of the Dock Ward, who you might remember from uh, last episode. And here we see a flashback as we go back to the mansion uh, of Driscoll, oh, yeah. who uh, w- w- was killed in your... not killed in your presence, actually, who was uh, made to look like he died in your presence. Um, she was <laughs> disguised as a priestess of Joaquin, uh, I think I briefly disca- described her as the Catwoman to Redemption's Batman. Viewers recognize the people at the table. Uh, the half-orc, of course, is named Kirsch, one of Redemption's few friends from their days prior to becoming a P.I. There's Tony, uh, the tabaxi who Redemption met in an underground fight club that Redemption was trying to get to the bottom of, and Tony was betting on. And the strange newcomer, who was just here when everybody walked in, they just introduced themselves as Fallow and said they were here on behalf of Lady Ivory. Uh, So as we just saw, Redemption went all in, pushing all of their remaining gold in. Uh, Redemption's been the only one who's sort of managed to keep up with Fallow. You don't know if it's luck or if they're just great at this game. Uh, As you go all in, Tony looks at you and goes, Ah, jeez, I don't know that, Chief. Uh, This Fallow guy over here, he doesn't seem too great. He might be cheating. But Redemption, Redemption just shakes their head, knowing that Fallow isn't cheating. As Redemption's eyes flicker over Fallow's shoulder, the camera follows Redemption's gaze into a small, dark corner of the cellar, where we see a pair of golden eyes peering out from the shadows from behind two bags marked salted peanuts and extra salted peanuts. (laughs) As the camera swoops over this shelf, we see a small boy, or, or perhaps a halfling, crouched behind the shelf, keeping an eye on Fallow and his cards. And uh, Emily, please introduce your character. <laughs> no. How do I do this? Describe what they look like first. Okay. I'm so excited and definitely terrified, Emily. Well, hello there. My name's Scamp. You may not be very familiar with me, but you will be. I've been roaming these streets for quite some time, but I'm not really sure how much time. And I'm not going to tell you how much time because time is an illusion, isn't it? It is. <laughs> Emily, hang on. Can I just quick pause? Quick pause. Your character isn't talking right now. (laughs) You're not like speaking to the audience like, hello, hello. No, 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 no. Listen. It's House of Cards, isn't it? We're in a sticky wicket right here. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, the camera goes in towards these eyes and then it like cuts to a shot from just like over the shoulder and she like turns back to the camera and goes, hello, didn't see you there. Suppose you're wondering how I got you then. <laughs> no, I, I meant you, Emily, describe the character we are seeing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so yo, my name is Scamp. 
I'm a sorcerer. I'm an urchin. My name's Emily. Okay. Emily. Oh. Physical description <laughs> of the is, character we are seeing. What do you look like? Okay, I'm small. Small. We got small. She's small, and she's called was, Emily. I was and the so called you cut back and went, All right, then I'm small. <laughs> I'm I'm really short. Got myself a newsy hat. I would like you to, to imagine if I was a character in Oliver Twist. My skin may be baby smooth, but is it always clean? Not really. Uh, tattered clothes. I got some shorts, like schoolboy shorts. Uh, I have some high, some high socks that kind of pretty much reach up to my shorts. That really, they should just be pants at that point. I have beautiful baby blue eyes, but they kind of have like a little bit of mystery behind them. Like if I inserted are, clouds. Are they, are they blue or are they gold? They're blue. They say baby blue on my description. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll go back and fix no, that. No, I'll be gold. Blue. Okay, gold, sure, yeah. So at first thought, you think maybe they're baby blue, but really, upon further further insight, you realize that they're Edward Cullen gold. Oh, yeah. I think I have, like, mousy brown hair that's really messy, and it's barely being stuffed under the newsboy hat. Uh, and I think I have some permanent dirt on my nose and freckles. So, so Scamp... Uh... As the viewers know, was introduced last season as a precocious street urchin slash orphan who uh, tried to pick Redemption's pocket. Redemption caught him, but instead of punishing, Scamp decided to recruit him as an informant. No one really knows if Scamp is a boy or a halfling, uh, and whenever asked, Scamp usually dodges the question. The view, the view, hey, it's, it's implied that maybe even Scamp doesn't know, ah! man. I've either done like a weird kind of pervert move and had it like hired a young child, or I've got like a weird pervert pretending to be a young child. Either way is bad. Is that stubble or is it just freckles? You don't oh, know. No! Is it dirt or five o'clock shadow? Who's no! to tell? No! <laughs> Is, are his teeth growing in, or has he permanently lost them? You don't know. <laughs> is he an old soul, or does he just have a weird sense of humor? <laughs> oh my god! So, uh, Scamp essentially exists here, not not to help Redemption cheat, Aww. but essentially to make sure that nobody else cheats. Uh, in this case, he he can't see uh, Fallow cheating at all. This guy just seems to be incredibly lucky. Uh, so when it comes time to reveal your hands, uh, Fallow sort of counts out enough gold to match Redemption's all in and then pushes it in. He still has a substantial pile left, and now he's about to have all of your money, maybe. Oh. So Redemption, you you show your hand, and you've got five of a kind. Five of a kind, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Which in hey. three dragon ante is a perfectly legal hand. <laughs> <laughs> Real tough to beat, too. Oh, but, uh, no! But as, as Tony and Kirsch just, oh, nice. Fallow smiles and places his cards down one by one as you realize he is revealing the fabled Fuller House. <laughs> You've never actually seen it in Three Dragon Ante, but there it is. As, uh, as Kirsch and Tony see that, they both uh, swear under their breath as Fallow just sweeps his hands forward with his, his big robe and just takes all of the gold towards him. Says, oh, Detective Redemption, I was told you were so much more than this, and yet I find your gaming skills somewhat lacking. You're out of gold, and 
Your friends are not far behind. Uh, and as you look around, you see that this is true. Tony and Kirsch are probably only going to last a couple more turns before, like, the blinds empty them out. Um, so you and, your, you and your friends have just lost a lot of gold to this guy. Well, you know what? This is this is good for me. It keeps me humble. You, you don't happen to have a couple of bucks for rent? No? It's getting... No, it's fine. That's fine. Uh, Kirsch just buries his, his face in his hands and uh, just... Ugh, my wife's gonna kill me. And Tony, uh, Tony's just shaking his eyes he's just like uh, that was all my sister's money you know uh it seems we are madam in pass redemption perhaps i can suggest another game one that your skills might be better suited for where you might win back the gold of you and your friends <laughs> this is viscerally upsetting all right i'm listening have you ever heard of the game Chula. Uh, I have not. Would you care to elaborate? Ah, <laughs> uh, redemption. It is a game that many are familiar with back in, well, where I come from. Where, yeah, where, where was that again? Refresh my old thinker up in here. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, <laughs> such things are irrelevant. Uh, and seemingly from out of oh. out of nowhere in the folds of his robes, Fallow produces this wooden box with these strange runes carved into the top uh, that, that look a lot like the ones tattooed on his face. Uh, and as he opens it up, he starts to pull out the this game board that he starts assembling that sort of looks like this layered, complex chessboard with these small figurines that he's placing inside that seem to go into, like, pre-fit locations. Ian, I hate you. And, uh, God, I- <laughs> fucking love this. Um, I fucking hate you, I think. As he's setting this up, Tony and Kirsch are kind of looking at each other. Uh, they, they've clearly never seen this before either. And the, the last four pieces he takes out of the box are uh, these strange sort of abstract figurines that he places in front of you. And he says, uh, This will be your party as you progress you. through Chula Redemption. <laughs> Do you accept the challenge? Well, this looks like some fucking nerd shit, but I guess you're on. Ah, an excellent choice. Your friends will be glad you made that decision. Why? As he says that, the lantern above you starts flickering, casting the room into this light and shadow. And as it flickers, Tony and Kirsch just vanish. Look, looking around, actually, it seems like the cellar is almost completely gone, so that just the area lit by this lantern exists in this plane of shadow around you. It is just you and Kirsch seated at this table with this strange tower between the two of you. Kirsch takes the four figurines he placed in front of you, and he doesn't place it on, like, the very top of the board. He places it in the one underneath that and says, I will begin you at level two redemption. I will not insult you by beginning you at level one. And he uh, he pulls out from the sleeve of his robe uh, what looks like a, a carved and polished knuckle bone. Uh, and on each face of this, this multi-sided knuckle bone is carved one of these strange symbols. Roll the bone redemption. Begin the game of Tula. Go ahead and roll me a d20. That is a whelming 14. <laughs> Uh, so, so you roll it, and it lands on a symbol you don't recognize that glows briefly in the dark room. Fallow smiles, uh, and for the first time you've noticed, his teeth are a little pointy. He says, I wish you and your friends 
Luck redemption. Thanks. You're certainly going to need it. Oh, that wasn't the voice you that, want. <laughs> with that, the lamp flickers into darkness, and redemption sees nothing. Hello there, nerds. Welcome back to the middle of the podcast break chat with your host and player, Ismay. I hope that you're enjoying this little special redemption episode. Uh, we've had this in the works for a little bit, and I love it. I Look, anytime that we return to the redemption world, I'm endlessly happy to be back with my sweet, sweet little tiefling angel. Gonna really quickly go over the plugs, because this episode might run long otherwise, so let's speed right on through this. If you do not know, we are a Crit Chat production. Crit Chat is a D&D advice and comedy podcast uh, that we all met on. The reason that this podcast exists is because that podcast exists. So you should go check it out and give thanks to that good, good podcast. It is Crit Chat. You can find it wherever you found this podcast and wherever you find podcasts usually. We share all of our social media with Crit Chat. So if you want to find us on the social medias, you can find us over on Facebook or on Twitter by searching Crit Chat and you will find us there. You also have our Discord down in the description of wherever you're listening to this. And if you cannot remember all these links, you can go over to our website at critchatpodcast.com. It's got all of the information you you need there as well as links to everything that you could possibly need from us. One of the links you'll be able to find there is our Patreon. If you have any extra money kicking about and you want to shove our way, then you can go ahead and do that over on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash crit chat, all one word. For even as little as a dollar a month, it really helps us out. We've got these two podcasts that we have to keep putting up and that's got fees attached and we've got the website and we have to keep that up and running. So if you have any money at all to help us, even as little as a dollar a month really is very, very useful to us to keep everything afloat. Um, but any more that you can give would also be wonderful. You get a lot of behind-the-scenes content and different rewards at different levels, so go check that out. I think that's all I need to do, and I will let you get back to the episode. Hope that you enjoyed this new adventure! Hello, I'm Anna Holmquist, host of Bad Songwriter Podcast. Each week, we have a different songwriter come and share their worst, most embarrassing old tracks so we can laugh about them, talk about them, and talk about each musician's path with songwriting, how they started, why they started, when they started, and how it's changed over the years for them. I can't even look at you right now. I can't open my eyes. I'm filled with too much shame. Are people who played folk punk kind of like the theater kids of the music? of the independent music world that I just hurt myself. I recorded this in a bathroom <laughs> and I had a new microphone and I didn't realize which end was the front. <laughs> so I was singing into the bathroom. You can find us at badsongwriter.fireside.fm, at badsongwriter on Instagram, at bad underscore songwriter on Twitter, and we're streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and everywhere else that you can stream podcasts. We cut to a desert. We see the horizon. Uh, and then very suddenly, with a start, Arthur Wands sits up in frame, gasping for breath, uh, sweaty, disoriented, not really sure why he's in the middle of the desert. <gasps> what? Where, where am I? Where am I? <laughs> the answer is a desert. Looking around. <laughs> um, the, the sun just beats down like from straight above you. Looking around, you don't see any structures in the distance. 
there is nothing breaking the horizon. Although I guess you would immediately notice uh, that lying around you, uh, almost in a kind of circle, is Detective Redemption, Jane, and Scamp. I, I look around and, oh, okay, thank, thank goodness. Oh, oh, well, I guess, oh, well, all of us are here, I guess. So, uh, it's one of these episodes. <laughs> I hoist myself up with my cane. Uh, as you stand up, uh, I'll say, Jane, you, you wake up much in the same way, sort of starting awake in the middle of this desert. I think it's just a, like a slow pan around and like <laughs> the confusion suddenly I land on Arthur and just look and blink a couple times and go, here we go again. As you, as you turn around, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I've like, I've like dusted myself off and I'm like striking kind of a pose looking into the distance um, like with one hand on my cane, looking as if I, looking as if some, for some reason, like somehow I, I, I caused this <laughs> and I know where we are. I also feel like this isn't the first time Jane has woken up in the middle of a desert, having no idea oh, how she got there. Oh, it definitely, it's happened mostly in the middle of the ocean, I think, on a boat she doesn't recognize or like a life raft yeah. she doesn't recognize. Uh, so up next will be uh, Scamp. You wake up, you you sort of jolt awake. You, you remember watching this game start in the basement, but as the lamp started to flicker, the world around you just went dark and you woke up here. I see we were somewhere that was solid. Now we're somewhere that isn't. And I pick up some sand and I let it like flow through my fingers. Yep, definitely not solid there, boss. That's not fuck me. (laughs) No, I love the idea that Scamp just flips between like Newsy and Oliver Twist. So Redemption, I think you're you're the last one to wake up then as you uh, as, as you slowly blink yourself awake. First things first, reach for a smoke. <laughs> They're still there. Uh, right, yeah, I was going to say first things before still, you like, stand still up. Still lying yeah. on your back, yeah. <laughs> I, I walk over and like offer a hand. <laughs> Morning, boss. <laughs> before, before like accepting it, can I have like, hey, uh, Arda, can you answer me just like one thing, one thing really quick? Of course. Oh, yeah. Are we gambling in a basement right now? Um, I would, I would never be caught gambling in a basement, boss. You know this. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's what I was afraid of. Art. Okay, <laughs> like stand up, have a look around, uh, look towards Scamp. I'm like, all right, my young protege, do you want to take this one? Uh, use your deductive reasoning and say where the fuck we are right now. Uh, Scamp kind of rearranges his little uh, newsy vest, and uh, he kind of holds on to it, and he kind of walks around. And he's like. What I've been able to deduce so far is that we aren't in Waterdeep anymore. By the <laughs> judgment of the local fauna, everything's looking a little different. So that's what I've deducted so far. This one's gone. Yes, places. just a little bit different. Yes, indeed. I, w- I would say uh, the fauna is quite different insofar that there is a significant <laughs> lack of it. <laughs> I sniff the air. Do you smell that? Maybe. It's a distinct lack of sewage. <laughs> Oh, God, I hate it. Amazing. I don't like it. Put it away. Put it away. <laughs> Start handing out cigarettes. I'm like, quick, the air ain't going to work out like this. Everyone smoke up. Smoke them while you got them, baby. Redemption goes to hand with the scamp and then, like, takes it back and then hands it and then takes it back. <laughs> um, as you look around wondering, like, hey, um, what the fuck? Uh, a booming voice comes down from the sky, echoing around you. Welcome to oh, level two God. of Chula Redemption and Friends. Oh. I will be the Chula Master for this adventure through the boards. Oh. Your first challenge is the challenge 
of the Sphinx. The what? And as he says that, the ground beneath your feet starts rumbling, and this this figure starts rising out of the sand with this sound of grinding stone. And slowly it takes shape to the form of this this large Sphinx sitting on its back legs with its its front legs up. It's got the face of this beautiful woman with this uh, because it's carved of stone, the the mane seems sort of like these big chunks, almost like uh, tentacles coming back from her face. Uh, there's something strangely alien about this sphinx. And as as it finally finishes rising up and you sort of manage to keep yourselves on top of the sand dune that now has formed around it, uh, you hear Fallow's voice ring out one more time. Begin the challenge of the sphinx! <laughs> <laughs> Can, can you understand what he's say? What what's this game called? What was the I, word? He's he's the what master? Trula. I don't know. Tuba. Probably tuba. It's Tula. Tuba. Yeah. As you're all arguing about the name of this game, uh, Jane happens to look at <laughs> the Sphinx, and with a, a sound of grinding stone, the face comes to life, analyzes each of you with its stony gaze, uh, and and says, "Welcome to the second level of Chula challengers." Answer my riddles three and you shall pass. Fail and you will suffer the consequences. I'd like to see you try. Jane puts her hand on Mary and just like looks up. You go to reach for your sword. It's there, but as you go to pull it out, you can't. You hear Fallow's voice booming in. This is not yet a combat round. Jane is still (laughs) pulling. Jane's preoccupied. It's fine. So the the Sphinx will uh, begin speaking. Uh, She closes her eyes and, and recites the following. Round she is, yet flat as a board. Altar of the Lupine Lord. Jewel on black velvet. Pearl in the sea. Unchanged but ever changing. Eternally. Okay, well, I think that uh, I can speak for all of us when I say this is a bad time for us all because no one is uh, good at riddles. Oh, wait, it's me. I'm good at riddles. Frick <laughs> everyone. Hey, guys, how do you think about the moon for an answer? How about you think about that for an answer? Does Redemption yell the moon, See, though? Now, I'm so glad. I'm so glad Redemption jumped in because Jane is absolutely Jane not is good still at trying to get her swords off her back. Yeah, but Jane is like, go of Mary and is now trying Grace. <laughs> And then it's trying both of them at the same time. She's trying like, to like sneak up on them to see if she can catch them off guard. This is the first character that I've played when someone has done riddles that can conceivably maybe be good at riddles. So I'm going to yeah. take that for all it's worth. I always play idiots. All right, well, Re- Redemption very quickly shouts out Moon and then thinks about conferring with their friends. But the Sphinx <laughs> opens her eyes and says, uh, that is correct. Well done. The second riddle. As uh, around about the time that Red shouted the word riddles, I, uh, Arthur just had put his hand up. And then, oh, oh, yeah. So uh, the next riddle. I am that which men love more than life, what they fear more than death or strife. The poor man has, the rich require. I am the contented man's desire. Let me get through it, Ismay. The miser spends, the spendthrift saves, and all men carry me to their graves. And then Redemption explodes <laughs> with the answer. <laughs> Redemption's be- and, like, you see Redemption about to and then like hand clamp over their mouths just be like, guys, guys. Boss, just do it. Okay, thank you. It's nothing. Is it nothing? <laughs> God, I love riddles. Oh, I love riddles. <laughs> opens her eyes and smiles again and says, correct. Hell that yeah. Is the- now for my final riddle. Towns thank without you. houses, forests without trees. Mountains without boulders and waterless seas. What am I? 
Uh, yeah, you guys, yeah, I'm sorry for shouting out the other ones. You guys can have this one. <laughs> um, you know, I think um, it is. I think it's uh, that feeling you get when you want to eat, but you can't eat. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might just be you, F. I think I'm just I'm just writing this one out there. I'm I'm not you know I don't, I don't think it. All right, please. Um, do you think it could be perhaps a map? Does that make oh, sense? That's pretty Am I good. being? I, that's what I was thinking all along. You know. Oh. I mean, it isn't as good as what I thought, but it's 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 okay. <laughs> the feeling you get when you're hungry and you can't eat. <laughs> and then Earth, like yeah, I, do do you want to do the thing where you shout it out? Shall it we? Good. I, I think it might be maps. It's maps. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. It's what I think it is. I think it's maps. Oh. I came to that my my conclusion all on my own. Fucking hell. All right, please. There's a child present. Freaking heck. <laughs> <laughs> The Sphinx opens her eyes and pauses for a moment before smiling and saying, That is the correct answer. Aw, heckin' yeckin'. Uh, well congratulations. done, Congratulations. <laughs> you may now progress to level three. And with that, the, the Sphinx starts sinking back into the ground, except this time as she sinks, she leaves behind this void that all of the sand seems to just be sort of falling into, like an hourglass. And you hear Fallow's voice booming out across the sky. I was hoping for something more exciting, but I suppose it is only level two. You may progress now. Okay. Um, and it seems like you don't really have any choice. You're kind of getting pulled into this pit. I don't like I this. think Jane's fighting against it for like a good minute and then just like kind of just stands still and lets a sucker in. Yeah. Like, fine, <laughs> I'm, fine. Uh, I can't really like hold up and I'm not sure if we're going in or not. So uh, like as I'm starting to fall, I just like hold on to one of uh, Jane's like, <laughs> ankles I'm just like there like Jane, Jane just crosses her arms and just stands there as she's being pulled in with Arthur like dangling off her ankle would you consider instead redemption swimming over to you and being held in your arms and be like Jane <laughs> Jane please help me Jane what's Scamp doing Scamp is just kind of vibing with it I think he's just yes. kind of trying to assess what's going on and it's just like hmm so I, I just want to I just want to paint a quick scene so oh, as yeah. this starts caving in Art Redemption and Jane. Jane very quickly starts sort of swimming against the current of sand. Redemption, not sure what to do, clutches Jane's arm and <laughs> Arthur, quickly losing his footing, grabs Jane's leg as we see this, this, this brave scene of Jane just swimming as hard as she can with like one arm restricted, one leg restricted, sort of scooping the sand under her as best she can, getting in her hair and her face. Uh, we just see Scamp kind of sail by on the sand current with his <laughs> like his hands just behind his head lounging. It's like, oh, bro. That's, that's absolutely Keeps going. <laughs> that's the scene. So you you all eventually get sucked into this pit. Uh, and right as he, it feels like the sand is going to envelop your face, it is very suddenly gone and you're falling uh, through this void. And you land on your feet kind of hard. Those of you who aren't as physically capable might kind of stumble a bit to your feet. But you, you get back up pretty quickly. And as you look around, uh, it, it, it's that same kind of void. You can't see anything. You're clearly standing on something solid. And then very suddenly you're blinded by this shock of light around you. And you're aware of the presence of dozens of bodies surrounding you. And you're in the middle of this circle of everyone around you as they all just shout, Surprise! 
And all these party poppers go off, and there's a band that starts playing somewhere, and looking around, it's a bunch of people you all know, like Art, your parents are there, and Principal oh. Periwinkle is there, oh, no. uh, like Lady Ivory is there, Tony and Kirsch are there, Jane, uh, people from your background are there too, <laughs> Scamp, a bunch of the, a bunch of the orphans you hang out with are here. <laughs> Uh, which is weird, because this looks like a party. Like, there are a bunch of people dressed up like fallow, carrying these trays of, like, glowing green martini glasses around. And people, like, there's balloons that start falling, and you hear fallow's voice saying, Congratulations, Redemption. There is no level three. It was simply one level. I like uh, this And people game. are just coming up to you, like, patting you, like, Congratulations, you won, you won, yeah. Mm. Uh, everybody give me a perception check. <laughs> I want to live oh in this fantasy. God. Never mind. Redemption's living that fantasy. Oh, no. That's a nat one. Surprise! Redemption <laughs> is fully into having their ego stoked. Just like, oh, hell yeah, I did it. Yeah, I knew I'd do this. Great. Go me. Can I look for the wand family and like see if they are being nice or if I mean, they're like... Your parents are walking towards you like clapping. They look pretty happy. Ah, uh, this is... Something's wrong. Uh, which you don't have to make a sense note of check. That's uh, something's yeah. wrong with this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say just the fact that you see your father smiling puts you off more than anything you've seen in this Sweet game mother so of God. far. What, what is this? 14. 14. Five. and Jane's big day out. Scamp, uh, I think you notice this because the orphans swarm you and sort of lift you up on their shoulders and they're singing like, for he's a jolly good fellow, sort of like parading you around on their shoulders. So you're actually at eye level with everyone now. Uh, and as you're looking around, sort of bobbing up and down, it's your job to notice these things, and you've been watching Tony and Kirsch all night. They're the only ones in this room who aren't fully on board with this party. They're both standing there with a drink in their hand, just, like, looking around. Very suspicious. Excuse me, two-toe Tony, would you mind putting me down real quick? Thank you. Oh. That's me, two-toe Tony. <laughs> Funny story is I got seven toes total. I just got two on one foot. That's why we call me two-toe Tony. It's uh, what I love about you the most, bruv. So here, let me put you down and oh, I'm going over. <laughs> Tony oh, also. Tony. Uh... Hey, Redemption, you want you want to come over here real quick? Are you close and to the... me? I just got you're, carried you're around yelling, by small You're now like yelling past a bunch of people who are taller than you. Uh, I think I'm like swimming through the sea of people like, excuse me, pardon me. Oh, miss, lovely shoes. Uh, excuse me. You push your way back into the middle where you see a very happy redemption uh, a rather perturbed Arthur and uh, yeah how's Jane reacting to all this I guess she's starting to settle into the relief that this is over like that was all it took yeah. but doesn't know why all these people are here and still doesn't know how to get out of this room uh, I, I probably am not like hanging around here I, I see I see my family coming towards me and smiling and I'm like no this is this is bad <laughs> Um, I, I run in the opposite direction and I like push I'm wow, pushing my okay. way through the crowds and like I'm just like nope 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 if people start getting really in the way I just like bop in the no on the nose with the top of my cane okay. I think as you're doing this Arthur he, you're kind of getting more and more desperate as you shove your way out uh, until you you get to the other side and like you're you're sweaty and like frustrated and desperate and as you run to the other side of this crowd you realize uh, the room you're in isn't much bigger than the the crowd that's contained within it but you don't really see a door out of here and even as you're trying to like push people away there are still people trying to follow you being like hey you did it congratulations <laughs> give me an arcana check 
16. In this in this moment of uh, sort of frustration and and high emotion, um, you feel something uh, sort of click inside your head, uh, and you hear the familiar chilling voice of that man you spoke to years ago on the docks, who smelled vaguely of brimstone. The man who who still speaks to you sometimes, who just says, "Be not fooled, Arthur. This isn't over yet." Oh, he- uh, and the, the the ruby on your cane kind of glows a bit with the voice. Like, <laughs> I'll add that sound effect in. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this gem always have to be so loud when you talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Um, and also, I know I can I can I put that together myself. I- I'm gonna say at this point, Scamp, you push your way to the center of that crowd where Redemption is receiving adulation. I'm standing back to back with Redemption, trying to be stealthy and sneaky. <laughs> still, okay. Excuse me. I think I have some information for you. <laughs> Isn't that we absolutely decimated some riddles? Was that not the best? That- Everyone knows how good at riddles I am now. I've been waiting for this for such a long time. Uh, excuse riddles- me. I'm sorry. I'm very proud of you and your riddles. Remember, I did solve one of them. I did riddles. solve one of them. I do the remember. Maps. That was mine. I do remember you solved one of them. I do remember you coming in clutch with that maps one. <laughs> Thank you. I but remember that's you not- yelled it out loud, so you must have come up with the answer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You must have been right. that's how you do it. But that's not that's not the thing I want to talk to you about right now. Look over there, you see those two? <laughs> and I'm trying to stealthily point, so I'm really just like tugging which side you need what to look at. All oh, right. I'm gonna need some kind of check. That, like, I'm sorry. Has... Am I making Ian's face is what? <laughs> I'm so small, though. No one can really see me, right? I just mean, for, no, I mean for redemption to interpret what you're doing. Because <laughs> if someone was just like, hey, look over there, and they tugged on my shirt, I'd be like, what are you doing? Point. I guess make a sense motive check. Sorry, insight. Oh, that's a hot nine. Uh, you have no idea what Scamp is trying to tell you. Scamp, sweetie, you know that I love your hijinks, but uh, use your, like, your pointy fingers. All right, but I gotta be a little sneaky about it. All and right. I, I, I point in whatever direction those, okay, those two yeah, guys Okay, yeah, you, you point to Toadie and Kirsch, at which point, Red, you finally notice your friends there. Uh, they're actually, like, standing back from the crowd, just sort of looking at each other. I guess when Kirsch sees you looking at them, he'll sort of give you, like, a half-hearted wave and a shrug. Now, I never knew my father, but, you know, I heard he was maybe a fishmonger, and, you know, I can sniff when something's rotten, and I think something's wrong (laughs) over there. Emily, you literally set up smells fishy and then took a hard Leonard out of that. Like you 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 walked so far to set up fishy and just threw it on the ground. Oh I my just God. realized that this is indeed Ian's first time DMing for Emily. How he's doing it so far. That's it true. Is. I apologize, Ian. Uh, you put me in this mess. So. I handed you that character. So I'm going to say, uh, while, while that's happening, Arthur, you're still kind of, I don't know if you're literally beating people uh, uh, back at this point. <laughs> Every time someone comes too close, I like just bip them with the top of my cane, like, get, nope. <laughs> and, and I'm like slowly sidling along the outer walls of the thing and just like being like, what is, is there any doors, uh, windows, anything to do with the, I'm like trying to like inspect the walls, but also like keep people back with my cane. As you're edging along the walls, just sort of knocking, trying to find like a hidden door or something you hear. Uh, very quietly from beneath you, uh, hear this gentle, that like the slow leak of air. As you kind of look around, you can't figure out what it is till you feel something brushing your ankle, 
and you look down to see from somewhere in the ground, this sickly green gas mm. has started to flow into the room. Ga- gas? Uh, I, I, I shout, try to wave and get someone's attention that I know. Uh, I, I would say yelling gas and like waving your cane is enough. You eat something bad? I got you, sweetie. Don't worry about it. <laughs> got fantasy tums. <laughs> got fantasy Fan- tums. Phantom seas. Phantom- <laughs> I, I, just, I just stop struggling. You know what? Never mind. Okay, sweetie. <laughs> you, just, you just lie down and give up. Uh, I'm going to say, Scamp, you probably noticed the gas next uh because as it starts to flow towards the middle of the room uh it is very much closer to your face oh man uh and the stench is immediately noticeable by all of you you all start just coughing and and retching and gagging art take the pills please art offer what are you (laughs) eating oh my god (laughs) i freaking i can't freaking you know what fuck no fuck (laughs) no Can everybody please make a con save? Crit fail. Well, I got trash. I got three. I got nine. I got a ten. Red, you managed to uh, keep yourself together. Everyone else has one level of exhaustion, so you have a disadvantage on all ability checks. Oh my god. Uh, So you immediately (laughs) just start hacking and coughing. Uh, It's difficult for everyone but Red to kind of catch their breath. All right, I'm starting to get the feeling that the stupid game might not be over. I'm I'm trying to clamber like up if there's any furniture, especially. Uh, I switch on my my eldritch sight. Uh, my my eyes. My, I blink and my eyes are like glowy red. Yeah. So the uh, it, it's kind of tough because this whole room is magic, uh, including like all of the people except the people you entered with. Kirsch and Tony are just exploding with illusion magic. There's one other magical aura in the room, but you can't pinpoint it. They're like constantly moving. Uh, I'm, I'm having trouble. Um, Can I quickly throw a firebolt at the ah! gas below me? Sure. And just, <laughs> just to see what... Gas! <laughs> see, uh, see. That's surrounding us, you bastard! Uh, everybody roll me a dexterity you saving throw. Oh, dear lord, <laughs> okay. Alfred. I, I knew you'd always be the death of okay. me, you bastard boy. <laughs> that's an Emily move, Alfred. Um, um, that's an 18. Uh, 16? Uh, 16 as no, well. No, I'm the lucky character, right? I got a 7. Yikes. <laughs> Everyone but Scamp is going to take half as the gas around your feet spontaneously combusts. God damn it! Scamp, you take 11. Everyone else takes five. Oh, do I get to half that again because fire damage because I'm tiefling, baby? I'll say three for you then. Radical. So this explosion, the explosion of the gas, all of the gas in the room explodes, question mark? And does it like, does it travel back into the like, the, the recesses? You can't tell where it's coming from exactly. Like it seems to be seeping up through like the crack in the stone floor. It, it's definitely stopped it for now, but whether or not it's permanently stopped it, you don't know. Okay. Did we do it? Yeah, what, what happened to all of the people in the room other than us? They seem completely unperturbed by everything oh. that just happened. <laughs> no one really seems to care. Okay. I don't like this one bit. Hey, uh, buddies, uh, you got any ideas what we're supposed to be doing in here? Tony shrugs and just says, eh, last thing I remember, we was uh, losing cards in the, in the basement, uh, and then Kurt and I woke up here, the drinks were free, so we took one, and then your buddy over there blew up the ground. Were they affected by the smoke? Uh, it doesn't seem like they were. Okay. Oh. Green smoke, green drinks, baby? Green smoke, green drinks? Should we drink these 
Drink, do we give a drink to the miner? Yeah, boss, because drinking strange-looking drinks has worked so well for us in the It's past. always gone badly, but maybe it's, this is one of those, like, switcheroos, you know? Boss, I trust you with my life. There is no way you're getting me to drink one of those things. Oh, As Jane no. says that, green gas starts seeping slowly <laughs> into the room again. You know, if, if if I've learned anything from this show, it's that we absolutely will have the child drinking a martini that is fully on brand. <laughs> I think that that... <laughs> It seems to be the correct solution. If I'm going out, I'm going out drunk. <laughs> uh, I do. There is one more thing I'd like to try. I, I look around for a member of my family, like a cousin that I don't, don't like, and then I throw a fireball. There's gas in the room again, I! Oh, wait, no, no, no. Okay, it's an Eldritch Blast I use. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so you just you just see your your snooty cousin, Persnepony. Persnepony <laughs> uh, Wands, a, ver- a very prestigious wizard. Just like... Oh, you solved another mystery. Well, I solved another mystery of reality. Nobody, nobody cares about your garbage thesis. I... <laughs> you scream as you just shoot an eldritch blast at him. And as it hits him in the chest, he just disappears in, in this puff of the same green smoke. Come on. <laughs> so Redemption, uh, you decide if you're going out, you're going out drunk. Redemption with like a drink in hand like looks over town and goes, do you feel bad, sweetie? I do, rather. Oh, okay. You have to shove your way through the crowd to get to one of these people with a tray of drinks. Uh, you, you just grab it and down it all in one go. Um, it tastes like nothing, but it it's really soothing, and like almost immediately, the smell of the gas is completely gone for you. If this is the way I'm going, I'm calm as heck. Come drink up, small child slash old man. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Scamp, and I, I grab the drink from you, and I'm like... <laughs> bottoms up and i drink it <laughs> same thing no flavor but uh, a very cooling effect on your throat I-, I take a look at the glass and i'm like it tastes exactly like i fuck dicks uh, sorry <laughs> it tastes like i fuck dicks this tastes exactly like revolution <laughs> and it's what i've always drunk and it tastes exactly like me mom used to make if i had a mom oh. You continue to sadden me, <laughs> poor little kid. <laughs> Offer some drinks up to Art and Jane. Like, Jane, come on in, the drink is fine. Anything to get rid of the smell, I drink. Jane locks eyes with Arthur and just goes, Lachayim. <laughs> go, go, go. I'll say Jane's probably the last person to drink it as uh, as she throws it back. Jane, you, you, you sort of take the glass and you're surrounded by this crowd of people and you toss it back and as you look back down, the people are just gone. The only people left in this room are the four of you, Tony and Kirsch, both of whom look equally as confused as you. Uh, and you hear the, the voice echo through the room. Um, congratulations! You've managed to figure out the puzzle of level three. Now I shall remove the extra players and you will progress to level four. Wait, where are they going? <laughs> uh, at which point the ground beneath your feet becomes a lot less solid, almost as if it's turned Not to sand. Again. And again, right in the center of the room, this hole forms that everything starts shifting into. But but the, the floor keeps its pattern while it does so. So it's almost like the floor is just melting into the ground uh, like that. that scene in Page Master with Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> uh, I know what's happening this time, but Jane's arms are comforting, so I'm going to still go into Jane's yes. arms. <laughs> I 
I don't think Jane fights it this time. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think uh, the last time, like, she was frantically trying to swim. Her friends were latched onto her. She's like, there's, like, a, a survival reflex. I think this time it starts happening and she's just like. She just lets it happen. Well, damn it. <laughs> like, <laughs> so to- Tony and Kirsch, this this starts happening to them, too. And Tony's just like, hey, uh, what's going on here? Is, is this oh. cool? I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of sand. And Kirsch is just like, <laughs> ah, I hate sand. It's gritty and it gets everywhere. Ian, I hate you. Donkey. You all all eventually get sucked into the this whirlpool of sand, and once again, as it seems to overtake your head, it's all gone, and you're falling, uh, and you fall once more onto solid ground. the The lights turn on again, uh, and you find yourself in a strange building, tiled uniformly with these bright white tiles. Uh, it's sort of tough to look at with how bright it is. Uh, you seem to be standing at one end of this long, uh, almost corridor. Uh, it's sort of 30 feet wide, so 15 feet to either side of you. And then straight ahead of you, about 60 feet away, is another platform like the one you're standing on. Between you and there uh, seems to just be this pool of crystal clear water. Uh, as you kind of peer over the edge, it seems to start fairly shallow on your end and then get deeper as you go. This time you actually can see a door on the other side. Fellow's voice comes over again. He says, Ah, Redemption, you have reached uh, level four, the pool of waves. Question, are there waves happening in the pool right now? Nope. Hey, if we go in the <laughs> pool, are there going to be waves? Is there going to be waves if we go in the pool? Maybe. If we go in the pool, is there going to be waves? <laughs> there might be. Are there going to be Maybe there might be some waves. Maybe some waves. Maybe some waves. Maybe higher than this. Fuck you. I mean, frick you. Dang it. <laughs> I would like to, like, with the tip of my cane, just do the tiniest little blip. You just touch the water? Yeah, with the end of my cane. Uh, nothing happens. Does anyone got anything that might help us uh, mm. not drown to death? I, I could go invisible. Yo-ho. In case, I'm curious, because then we could know, we, we could find out whether the, um whatever the hazard here, if it was sort of, you know, whether, whether sight matters, I guess. I just hope that you don't drown while we can't see. Yeah, but I mean, I don't have to go underwater. It's just a pool. I can swim. I do know how to swim, by the way. I trust. Oh, do we all know how to swim in this one? Wow. I think. I think yes. I'm but pretty sure think specifically, can. all of you yeah. know how to swim. I think uh, Scamp dips his toe in the water. It's it's surprisingly refreshing. It's a little cool, which is nice after sort of like the sweaty mess that the last two rooms were. I sit down at the lip of it and I dip my feetsies in, and then I let my legs relax into the water. Okay. Yeah, you're just sitting on the edge of the pool. I don't know what the big problem. This, I think it actually feels pretty nice, and I jump in. Or oh, I, like, that's on scamp. <laughs> All right, so scamp, you flop in. You kind of have to tread water to keep your head above in the shallow end, but uh, you're all right. And I just kind of flip floppy my feetsies further into the water. <laughs> <laughs> flip floppy your feetsies. Yeah. Uh, is anyone else doing anything? Watching scamp get smaller in the distance. A, a kid. Yeah, I'm just standing while while trying. As, to- as you all just like this room is like eerily quiet, so all you hear is just general like. <laughs> As Kip is like paddling his way through this. Uh, and at about 10 or 15 feet in, there's this <laughs> pulse from every side of the yeah. pool that just causes all of these ripples to go in and out. Uh, and then you hear like this siren goes off somewhere in the distance. 
and very slowly waves from the far end start flowing towards you. Very small waves. They just sort of push you up and start gently pushing you back towards the other side. Yeah, I think I start also maneuvering myself very, like, slowly and, like, trying to be inconspicuously the other way so I can kick my way back to where I was. <laughs> so like, it's, it's very easy. You sort of body surf your way back, and it, it just pushes you very gently back to the edge of the pool. Uh, and as you sort of go back there, the waves start to slowly relax. Redemption smokes are gonna get all wet. Do you not have a, a I feel like, waterproof I feel case? like you have a waterproof pocket. Waterproof pocket sounds like my vagina. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> gone. Gone. This week on Detective Redemption's Vagina. <laughs> Should we go one at a time or all together? Yes, that's what I was... Is it gonna get voices... We go on. I think we should try one person yeah. going at a time first, because either they'll get to the other side and then the waves will stop for the next person, or they won't and... Maybe help us. Oh, yes, or have a rope. Does uh, anyone have rope? <laughs> at least Jane and Redemption have rope. Yeah. I, I, I will place a hand on Jane's yeah. shoulder <laughs> and say... Jane, my dear friend and colleague. Big, buff, beautiful It's all right, Jane. Arthur. I'm going first. I get it. It's fine. Um, buff, <laughs> And I think she just goes and dives in. I, I casted yeah. guidance uh, as well. Oh. Okay. Look at that buff mermaid go. Okay. <laughs> we all love that okay. buff mermaid. <laughs> as you start swimming, uh, again, about 10 or 15 feet in, the, the waves kick up. It doesn't take much to fight against them, but you do need to make an athletics check. That's a nine. <laughs> Uh, do you want to use your guidance on top of that? Yes, I would like to do something with that. <laughs> That's a one. Oh my god! Ten. ten is enough for the first set of waves. Uh, you you sort of remember how tired uh, that last room made you feel, and you start struggling a little bit already. Uh, as you get to about halfway through, the waves start getting a little more intense. Uh, so give me another athletics check, Allie. Uh, again, with disadvantage. Okay. It's a 16... And a 17, hey! so that's a 21. Uh, 21 is, yeah, is more than enough. You sort of find your rhythm uh, and start just powering through these waves as they slam into you. Uh, and you can see you're maybe 10 or 15 feet away. You're a, a third one, and the waves just start towering over you. Um, that was a 17 and a 2, Oof. so that's a 7. Oh, no! With a 7, you just get caught up in the <laughs> sudden, uh, almost riptide that just sends you spiraling back. <laughs> Hi, Jane. Okay, that didn't work. None of us, by chance, have boogie boards or something of that. Now that you mention it, <laughs> it says right here, I'm proficient in boogie board. Now we have to wonder what mm. what's got better odds: Jane exhausted, but still a big, beautiful buff mermaid, or my scrawny ass, Thank you. who is not sleepy. Shall we try maybe two at a time and see if the waves are like the same or twice? Hell. Or Whatever. <laughs> let's let's see what that what happens. May there. as well. Screw it. <laughs> Jane spits and gets ready to jump in again. <laughs> you and me, it's like the high seas all over again, honey. Let's make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna give Jane a little salute and then dive on in. <laughs> Jane nods back and does the same. All right, go for it. With a, a two and minus one, I got a one, so I dive in and just fall back. I'm like, well, <laughs> fourteen for me. Hey guys, <laughs> am I at the other so side? Redemption is an incredibly weak swimmer. <laughs> I think is what we've discovered. Uh, so Jane, you managed to make it just fine. Um, go ahead and roll another athletics check. Uh, that's eighteen. Found your rhythm again, but the the waves hit that really oh, tall point. We're like, it's one more athletics right. check. 
Um, that's 13. 13. Uh, and you've got that guidance, too. Hint, hint. Okay. <laughs> Plus four. 17. Nice. nice. Uh, so you, you just find that little bit of extra power in yourself, and you just manage to push your way through. Your arms are, like, screaming in pain, but you finally feel your hand come in contact with the other side, and immediately just... <sighs> the waves all stop. And I turn to my side and anticipate seeing redemption. <laughs> we did it, but... We did, we did it, but... And I turn behind me and... I love you, you beautiful buff mermaid! God damn it! <laughs> Thanks, Chief. I, I will try swimming across. I want to see if the waves actually kick up again or if, if they stay down nope. now. With, with Jane on the other side, Arthur hops in and uh, none of the <laughs> none of the waves seem to kick up at all. Oh, shit! I, just... I, 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 swim, I swim all the way across and I'm like, this is easy! <laughs> like, I don't know what the... What the big, uh, my, my head stays above the water. I do a, like a nice breaststroke. Gamp is like doing like water aquatic arts. Really just taking his time. Yeah. Wait, it's gentle. There, there's like, there's no waves anymore. I'm just like doing like a one-arm stroke. Other arm, we're smoking, baby. <laughs> See, we'll get to the other side and uh, climb out of the pool. As soon as the last person's foot touches the surface, there's this huge gust of air from every side of you uh, for a few seconds that as soon as it stops, you realize. <laughs> your clothes are just completely dried off uh, and the, the door in front of you swings open uh, and you hear Fallow's voice say uh, oh, it is time for the final level of Hula Redemption <laughs> so you just go through this door this time? Uh, yeah you just you walk through the door the, I the don't floor trust isn't... this door this is like a good room to make like a whirlpool in the middle you know and we'll just go bye let's go through the door we spent all of our budget on the sand effects <laughs> So you walk through the door uh, into what appears to be a dark room, uh, except at the middle there's this uh, pedestal on top of which is this glowing blue orb uh, that seems to have been carved and polished from this... Uh... Do you guys remember the drink Orbits? No. It's like a frozen sphere yes. of Orbits. Nah. Orbits was a clear soda that it had was tiny a soda little with balls of colorful tapioca ball. in it floating yeah. around. Why? It looked file and sort of very slowly with this ka-chung 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 noise uh lights start appearing first a spotlight over this uh glowing orb and then ka-chung ka-chung the lights seem to come out in this ring almost like who wants to be a millionaire uh until it's revealed you're in sort of this uh dome-shaped room about 30 feet across right in the middle of it is this pedestal with this orb on top and then on the other side of that against the back wall you see fallow standing there uh, oh. i was hoping it's gonna be regis philbin hey buddy you've made it to the final level congratulations yeah. few ever see this chamber there is only one objective here oh. you must catch the orbits ball <laughs> he snaps his fingers this. and this protective bubble comes up around the pedestal and with a flourish he pulls God out a damn. wand and says let the game begin oh. everybody roll me some initiative 11. 4. 14. 15. Up first is Jane. The pedestal it's standing on, how tall it, How tall is it, I guess? Like four feet. Jane takes out her longbow and tries to shoot. Shoot the orb? Uh, no, no, no. Try to shoot Fallow. She's done with this. Make an attack roll. I think that's just 10. 10 misses. He manages to step to the side as the arrow just hits the wall behind him. Dag nabbit. Do you want to move it all? Or are you good there? She's going to move closer to redemption. I mean, you're already standing next to each other. Yeah. She's already came in the room together. <laughs> I said closer! I move closer. <laughs> Smashed up against it. That's all. Up next is Scamp. Can I just go and try to grab it? 
Uh, sure. Okay, I'm just gonna try that. You encounter resistance when you hit the bubble, but it feels uh, like it has some give. So give me just a straight strength check. It's a five. Uh, you can't seem to push through. You can see it's like giving a bit, but you can't get through it quite. Okay. It's a bit tough getting through it. I can't do it. <laughs> Sorry. All right, up next is uh, redemption. All righty, Roskies, let's go. I'm going to get my dagger out. And then knowing that there's resistance there now, try to like, guess like slash through it. Uh, okay, make an attack roll. Hey, not 20, baby! Hey! Bang! Yeah, that hits very easily, but as you hit it, you don't feel any give as your rapier hits the shield. In fact, as you hit it, there is a concussive force that blasts damage. back at you. No. So go ahead and roll damage oh. and then take that damage. <laughs> no! Yeah, I caught a nat 20! Uh, you, made, you, made, you made the nat 20 bad. I'm very glad that I uh, chose my dagger <laughs> rather than my rapier, because that's less damage. Fortunately, rolled two ones, so... All right, but yeah, when you uh, when you stab into this with your, your blade, there is just no give, so you kind of stagger back from the impact as well as feel something sort <clears throat> of punch you in the chest as hard as you just punched this <clears throat> thing. Yeah, it's not gonna work. Oy. Next is Fallow, who is going to cast uh, a spell. I think he's gonna target Jane, because you tried to shoot him. Make a wisdom saving throw, Jane. Bring it on. Ten. Yeah, so uh, he points his wand at you and says some words in a language you don't understand. You feel someone tap you uh, sort of on the elbow, and as you turn around to see who it is, you see it's Jacintha, the gnome. The, the reason you left pirating is just standing behind you, uh, and sh she looks just like the night she left you, just hurt and bedraggled, tears streaking down her face. She's clearly been crying. She just looks up at you and says, why? No. And we'll deal with that on your turn. So you are frightened right now, Jane. He is also going to spend a bonus action so that he appears to be standing in two places at once. And that's his turn. Arthur. I guess I have to try this first. I'm going to create a mage hand inside the bubble next to the object and try to bat it <laughs> out. Just try to knock it off. You successfully cast the mage hand and you pick up the ball. And as you're like, yeah, I got it. And you go to pull it back. It hits the inside of the barrier and sort of stretches much in the same way that Scamp did when he was trying to get in. So give me oh. a spellcasting check, I guess. So charisma will be my oh, spellcasting yeah, yeah, yeah. ability? Right. You're not a wizard. <laughs> I got a 17. Uh, with that, that is enough to break the protective barrier and the ball comes flying towards you. Your your mage hand kind of loses its grip on it because it, it shoots out with such uh, intensity from behind this barrier. And you manage to catch it in your hands and as you Aww. do, uh, like you grab it and it just shatters into nothing. And from between your hands comes this blinding light that just envelops everything. And when you finally open your eyes again, you are once again all standing in that dank, ugly cellar. Kirsch and Tony are also sitting in their chairs looking a little stunned, and Fallow seems to just be putting all his things away. I was really hoping I would be transported back to my place <laughs> rather than this gambling what? den. Like, why don't you like my gambling den? Where were you guys? I turned, I turned to like Kirsch and I forgot the other one's name. <laughs> they just shrugged like, weird. <laughs> Hey, we don't know. Where, where were you guys? There was nothing, and then there was a party, and then there was nothing, and now we're back here again. Nothing that whole time? You were just floating the abyss? I don't know. Why are you asking me these questions? Uh, oh, yeah, the game man. What was your, your weird game called again? Why did we do this? As Red asks that question, they look at the table and see the huge pile of gold 
that Tony and Kirsch are counting their part out of. I think that's the reason why we were playing. <laughs> and I kind of like waddle over to try to grab some gold. Red money! <laughs> <laughs> can I Can I inspect this dungeon master with my, uh, my magic eyes? Uh, you eldritch sight him, and once again, just blaring with illusion magic. Like, you don't know what lies underneath this visage he has chosen, but it does not look like this. He, he closes the box and picks it up and just inserts it into the folds of his robes and it just vanishes. He says, perhaps you are better at games than I expected. Oh, now that we know the answers, can we like do it again and get more gold from it? Is that what we're doing now? Because like... I'm afraid each run of Chula is mm, completely randomized. Oh. <laughs> can, I'm sorry, can you just say that really slowly, the name again, please? Mm-hmm. I, I... Chula. <laughs> Chula, I'm sorry. I'm just. I just don't know if I'm missing out on like a on like a pun. I mean, okay. I mean, I guess I don't know what to do. I'm just gonna take the money if it's all right with you. Actually, no. Wait. Why the hell are you here? Where is Lady Ivory? But when I turned to ask, Fallow was already gone. All that they'd left behind was that terrible game, which I immediately threw into the harbor. Then I pointed out to me that Ivory might still be trapped in there, so Jane dove in after it. Boy, was Jane pissed when Ivory showed up to the game next week. Totally fine. Turned out Fallow just paid her a ton of gold to take the night off, which she agreed to immediately. I swear she'll be the death of me. As for the game, well, I let Jane have it after she went to get it. And if I know Jane, the thing is probably decorating the bottom of the harbor right now. I've come here to the ground for Fallow and any more instances of mmm, chula. But whenever I drop that name in my circles, people just look at me like I'm speaking in tongues. And I can't say I blame them. I just hope that for the sake of my friends and the city that they're finally done with this place. A game like that could wreak some serious havoc in the world. Thankfully, my crew got through it. Just like we always do.